0: Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales, you can find us at babyboomertales.com, once you've arrived there are links to where you can hear our podcast on many different venues, also some other stuff for your surfing enjoyment. It's nice to have you here with me today, my name is Jim. I am recording today, it's October 19th, 2020. This episode will be released on November 4th, so if you are listening, it is at least November 4th. I try to have several episodes in the bank, so if anything comes up and I'm not able to record that week, I'm okay because I have a few extras sitting there. I can get away with this because I do not do current events Even though I may touch on a current event from time to time, I never do a podcast about a current event. So on October 19th, as of today, the day I am recording this, October 19th, in my county where I grew up in northern Colorado, in many areas of Colorado for that matter, there are wildfires and forest fires raging threatening the whole area where they're in. I know the county where I was raised, one such fire came right up almost to the town I was raised in. That same fire had many people evacuate, including a wonderful guest ranch that's up there. They had to evacuate 200 horses in the middle of the night because the fire was right there. I've had friends and loved ones affected very dramatically by these fires. And it's a deal which I have never really ever witnessed. We never really had anything like that when I was growing up back there. Once in a while you'd hear about a forest fire, but nothing where the state explodes in fires. So my heart goes out to my friends and loved ones from that county. I don't know if the fires are still burning. I hope they're not. Fourth of November, you could have had a couple snows by now. But at the same time, I understand that it would take a lot of weather to totally extinguish these fires that take up thousands of acres. When I was a kid, every day at noon, 12 o'clock sharp, an event would happen, just like clockwork, that we called the noon whistle. It was the fire siren, big siren that went off right at 12 noon every day. The firehouse where the siren was situated was one block straight in back of my dad's store. So if there was a fire, the whistle would blow. and That would tell the volunteer fireman that there was a fire and all of a sudden you'd see guys racing to the firehouse. And then the truck would come out, come right up to the stop sign where my dad's store was and pull onto Main Street. Off they went to the fire. There are a lot of people I knew that were volunteer firemen. Whenever the fire whistle blew and we all knew there was a fire somewhere, someone would always follow the fire truck, come back, tell you, so-and-so's barn's on fire or something like that. We all hoped and prayed that it wouldn't be anyone's house or there wouldn't be a car wreck out on Red Dirt Hill or something terrible to happen to one of our friends or neighbors worst fire I remember when I was a kid growing up I think they even had to bring a fire truck from another town is right below the hill where we lived we lived right on top of the hill and could look down or right at the foot of that hill right below us there's a big big barn that held heavy equipment old Slim had a construction company where they did dirt work and all that that barn caught fire And it raged. You could see the flames would come clear to the top of the hill from that barn. You could feel the heat at my house. People were parked clear up on the hill right in front of our house, out of their cars, watching the fire. The middle of the night and the sky was red with fire. And all of a sudden, everybody was told to stand back, stand back. There's dynamite in the barn. It could blow up. My mom tried to make us come in to the house. I wouldn't have any of it. I got lost in the crowd because there was a bunch of people up on the hill looking down at that fire. I didn't want to get blown up, but I didn't want to miss any of the action either. Morning came, and that barn had burnt right down to the ground. Our fire department is very good, and I know that at least one of Slim's boys was a fireman. I can't remember if he was a fireman also. It's very possible he was. I was probably 10 or 12 years old when that happened. To this day, I can remember that fire. Our fire department is very, very good. We always had a bunch of men that took it very serious. And we had some good fire chiefs. I can't remember them all, but I remember three guys that were the fire chief. One of them was Red. He worked at the Ford garage. He had been around forever. By the time I first remember him, he was already fairly old. And I think when I first knew him, he was in his final years of being the chief. Later on, Bud was the chief. And Bud was the man that I worked for when I worked for the town there. So Bud, besides taking care of the town with the water and the sewer and the parks and the roads and all the maintenance, he also was the fire chief. Later on, and I believe it's right after I moved from that town, came to the Midwest, my friend Dave became the fire chief, and he was there for many years. I know there were other chiefs, and I wish I could remember them right off the top of my head, but I cannot. But I remember old Tom and Eddie and Mutt, and so many of them, being firemen for as long as I can remember. If you ever want to know who the firemen were... All you had to do was go to Turkey Bingo. It's usually sometime in October. And it was a fundraiser for the fire department to be able to buy fireworks. So they put on the fireworks display at the 4th of July every year. Our fire department put on a wonderful display of fireworks. But that was their fundraiser, the Turkey Bingo. And the whole community showed up the firemen were in their blue shirts, and they'd hand out bingo cards. And if you got a bingo, they'd come and check your card, make sure it was the right card. Or they'd be calling B-14 and N-whatever, G-bingo. That bingo was in the firehouse, and they'd pull the fire trucks out to make room. And I bet that place would hold 400 people all sitting there playing bingo. Maybe it wouldn't hold 400, but it was crowded in their big long tables. It was a big area. Maybe it was more than 400. I don't know. Fireworks display they put on on the Fourth of July was second to none. It was a wonderful display every year. They used to have it up at the airport in the old days. You park right on the runway, watch the fireworks. But then there was a new resort that was built, and I believe that they couldn't really use the runway anymore because they had lights and planes could fly at night, so they'd have to land at night. So they started having fireworks there at the resort. And I remember one of the very first ones caught a field on fire. So you see the firemen, you can watch them. It was amazing. They were putting on fireworks and putting out the fire all at the same time. You're always in good hands if the fire department for my little town was on the scene. That is a fact. I'm here to tell you that firemen are some of the bravest souls God has ever put on this green earth. Look at the firemen New York City on 9-11. How they rushed headlong into the fire, into those buildings to help save and rescue people, not even thinking of their own safety, and many of them perished. I have a cousin that was a fireman for years and years. I used to kind of kid him. When he was young, he was a bull rider. I always kid him that he just liked to have that adrenaline. And maybe a lot of that is true. I have a son-in-law that's a fireman for a fire department in the Denver area. And I know he likes the excitement. But I also know he's a compassionate person that always puts someone else first. I'll tell you what, if I was ever in a crucial situation, I would want my son-in-law by my side. That's all there is to it. We're in a day and age where people that serve their fellow man are scrutinized and told that they really aren't of much value and maybe society would be better off without them. But I'm here to tell you, just try it. We'd be crawling back to them, begging them to please take care of us. We all have special gifts that we can contribute, and I think a fireman is one of the more special gifts given to man. Now, he doesn't have to be a man. There are women on fire departments, and you got to admire them. I understand that you can do anything you want in the United States of America if you just have the heart and the desire. But those guys that are fighting those blazes out in the forests and the mountains, leaving their home and their loved ones to come and try to help save our beautiful state. My hat's off to you. You see a fireman or a policeman, you might just stop and say thank you. You don't even have to say what for. They will understand. There is a movie about a bunch of hot shots in Arizona that is a true story, and it is an excellent movie. The name of it is Only the Brave. I highly recommend it. You can really see how devastating and dangerous a fire can be. Now, there is a slight difference between firemen in the city and hotshots that fight force fires, but the difference is minimal. Those guys face the same enemy no matter where the situation leads them. You have to really admire somebody. risks life and limbs for you and me. Once in a while, when I'm outside working in the field, walking around my meadows, sitting on the porch, relaxing, drinking lemonade in the shade, cooking a steak, and watching the dogs play in the pond, I can hear the noon whistle at the little town that is my mailing address. We are about three and a half miles, as the crow flies, to town. And the conditions have to be just right. But that siren will blow and it'll bring me back. Back to a time when I was a kid riding my bike. And the noon whistle blows and all the dogs in town start howling. And everybody looks at their watch to make sure that it's not a fire. That's only high noon. And you know, Joe is over at the fire department blowing that whistle probably after she cleaned the jail cells there in firehouse everything is dependable everything is on time all is well in my little town we've got our town marshal on duty and our fire department ready to go at a moment's notice mankind can do so many good things in life it's really a blessing to be part of that i know we see stuff on the news and read it on the internet about how bad things are, and I'm not minimizing that at all. All I'm saying is look for the good. Look for the good. It's everywhere you go. Sometimes you have to dig a little. Sometimes you just need some help, but it is there, and there's good people in every walk of life. They no longer have that noon whistle back in the little town that stole my heart. Also, the firemen carry pagers anymore, so you never know when there's a big fire out there somewhere. have someone follow the trucks, port back to town, what's going on? Things like the noon whistle, the burning down at the sawmill, old Ricky cooking the daily special, maybe dropping a cigar ash in the food. Francis walking down the street in his cowboy hat going to the drugstore, Slim riding down Main Street ever so slow in his Model T. Whatever your little hometown had to offer, keep it in your heart. It'll never go away. Thank you for being with me today. I do appreciate you coming, spending 15 minutes or so with me every week. When I started this podcast almost two years ago now, I wondered if anybody ever listened to it. All I'm doing is throwing my life experiences out there. None of them are real exciting, but that's okay. I think that's the way it should be. I just hope that you can relate. Maybe it helps take you back there, something familiar. Step by step, day by day, year by year. You go from being a 12-year-old kid to a 70-year-old man that has grandchildren and love and heartaches and tears and smiles along the way. It's a good life no matter how hard it may be at times. Please always look on the sunny side. Half of the journey is our attitude while we take it. I hope you're having a good trip. I'll be back next Wednesday. Always be kind. Peace out.